As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Unlikely. On today's episode, I will be talking with Pete Carroll about generosity, betrayal, and vulnerability in leadership. Make sure you listen all the way to the end because after our raw discussion, I will be breaking down the leadership lessons so that you can take it on as a practice. If you're not familiar with Coach Carroll, he is one of only three coaches to win a Super Bowl and a college football national championship. Pete Carroll is in his 12th year as head coach and executive vice president of the NFL Seattle Seahawks. His brand of inclusive leadership combined with his ability to create an atmosphere of understanding within teams has made him one of the most recognizable and respected figures in modern sports and beyond. He empowers his players to be the best version of themselves with the freedom to make mistakes, speak their minds, and be truly seen and heard for who they are. His leadership approach is rooted in compassion and love and the knowledge that each of us, whether player or coach, student or teacher, is constantly learning and evolving. He's founded a number of organizations and initiatives over the years that take his philosophy far beyond the football field to help individuals, companies, teams, and young people connect with their life's purpose and perform at their best. Do you want me to go first or you want to go first? Go. Okay. Do you want me to start with an easy one or like? Let it rip. I feel like when I check in my heart, like what's most authentic to me is to be giving. And so I don't have perimeters around my time, finances, like nothing. There's nothing that I wouldn't give. And I feel most right with myself when I'm being that way. But I completely have repetitive experiences where I give so what it seems like, and I think this is just some story I'm stuck in, but where I feel like I give so much I wind up not, not only getting taken advantage of, or that there is this pain around certain people that I gave so much of myself, that I believed in them so much that I extended myself and the end result being a sense of betrayal. And I don't mean like in my relationships, my personal relationships, I mean in my professional ones, because I don't ever have a job. For me, everything that I do is completely my passion, my purpose, my mission in life. and. And I, I don't like that I have that 
barrier there. And it's not like I'm waiting for it like, oh, if I keep going with you, I'm going to feel betrayed. I don't have it in my space like that. But when it happens, it's unmistakable. And I read someplace a long time ago that, and maybe this is where it's had an imprint too, which is to be, to be someone who takes risks is to be at peace with having your heart broken over and over and over again. And there was a time a number of years ago where I was just like, I'm gonna expand my ability to bounce back after my heart's broken because I so fall in love with the people that I empower. I, I, can't, I can't do anything unless I'm in love with them. I can't work with anybody unless I love them and believe in them. And I can't develop people that want me to develop them unless I, I look for the things that I fall in love with about people. And I don't want to feel betrayed. I don't want to feel that. Yeah, well, what a high standard you've set for yourself, you know, in relationships and all. That is really beautiful that 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 you 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 understand yourself well enough to, to go about it where you can even verbalize it. Well, you're talking about vulnerability. You know, you're talking about uh, allowing yourself to possibly be, you know, hurt or, or discarded at some time or disrespected maybe at some point because you care so much about the other people that it's it's all right. And I know you don't want to be betrayed. Nobody would want to be betrayed, but that's not really that if you hold on to that, you'll never go. You'll never get there. You'll you'll never allow yourself to be vulnerable enough where you can really reach the the depths of richness and, and caring that that you could. So I kind of expect it to happen that mm. that there you know there's going to come a time when uh, you know the other person is not going to they're not going to be able to maybe live up to the expectations that you would like them to. Yeah, I think it's incredible that that um, you know that you sense that about yourself. You know that about yourself, and, and you're you're willing to undertake it, knowing that you're going to give this much of yourself to the relationships. And, and we're talking about vulnerability. You're willing to be vulnerable, which you know it's it's so important if you want to really go and and find ways to give of yourself unconditionally and and not expect that it's going to, you know, you're going to get paid back and you might even be betrayed at the end of it all. But your willingness because of the richness and the care and, and the growth that can come out of that, you know, expression, the way you deal with, with the people that you deal with, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it. And, and, and like I know I've learned that I, I don't expect people to always get it and always be there at the end and, and understand and be grateful as they're walking out the door. You know, I, I, I understand that. But I'm, I'm giving myself to the, to the moments and the, the process and the growth that you can help somebody, you know, see and go through and personal, you know, my own growing and, as well and expanding, you know. So I think it's, um, I think you have to be willing to go for it. And if you're not, then you're really not ever given it the way mm. you want to and the way you can. And so um, that's just part of the exchange. And I think that's what unconditional love is really teaches us. That's how you do it, you know? And, and if you get your heart broken, you get your heart broken, but it's worth it, you know? And so, and you hope it doesn't happen and you, you know, you hope you can develop relationships so you can end well and move on well, but it doesn't always happen that way. And I don't think that's part of the, that's part of it. You gotta, you gotta give into that one or you'll never go. And you'll never really open yourself up like you're capable of. And then, therefore, you'll never feel all of the real love that you could feel. That's great. <laughs> That's great. In, in a pensive moment. Yeah. Um, well, let, let me ask you something. What, in, in, as you came, came into the, your, your professional life, 
coming out of school whenever you finished up and all that and you were entering and i'm sure you have a men, had a mentality about it and that i would bet is much different than it is now i'm guessing um and i'm, I'm curious to know uh how those kind of the stagings as you saw them from your perspective because you got depth and you you know you're introspective and all of that as you went into it you had some some thoughts and then as you saw things kind of unfold and you saw where you fit in and you and you felt maybe you know getting put in positions that you were uncomfortable with or you felt limited by and, and you you know you weren't you know you, you were hoping it wasn't going to be this way but it is or maybe you were caught off guard totally and you had no idea it was going to come at you and then kind of where you are today I would love to know what that were you know how that's gone for you I think that so much of when I started off and maybe a lot of people feel like this if you don't have a parent or an uncle or someone specific, like a mentor in your life that you want to emulate or learn from. And I didn't have those kind of things around a professional life. So a lot of what I looked at, what was, it's going to sound ridiculous, but what was in the movies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I, and I was really, really, really close to my father. So on top of it, not only what was in the movies, was I looking like that's power, that's being powerful, that's leadership. Like, to put the fear in people, to, to, um, to be willing to sacrifice everything that means something to you for the good of something or the right of something or the bigger of something that you would, you know, like there's things that they say, like, uh, don't ever be willing, like in, in mafia movies, like, don't ever be willing to like get up and walk away from anything. So don't have kids, don't have, you know, there's like these certain things that I was like, wow, that's, that's really something. And on top of it, the fact, because I was so, as a, as a person, as a woman, I was so close to my father that I saw the world through a man's eyes and that's what I emulated. I didn't want to be with the women talking about what I wanted to be with the guys smoking cigarettes. I mean, excuse me, smoking cigars. My dad smoked cigarettes. But, but that kind of thing was like, that's power. That's cool. And I didn't realize it, but I just naturally not only was gravitating towards that style of being with people and, and not only that, but developing myself to be more of that to be stronger and stronger and stronger, or what I saw was stronger, having a strong backbone, not letting anything affect me, not, you know, no matter what the challenges are, I will, I will exceed them. Walking away from a situation where I felt diminished and then working all night, every night, until I knew more than that person, I'd come back and I'd take over. The, like that kind of mentality. How was does that like, work out? <laughs> well, um, it, I thought it was I thought it was great because as I was going through the rise of things, you know, higher career, this or that, I was like, this is happening. Oh, my gosh, I'm accomplishing these things. But there was a emptiness and uh, anything I accomplished this. Oh, I thought that was going to feel great. But this isn't it. It's that next thing. Oh, no, this isn't it. It's I need this bigger thing. How and come? It, because it was empty. Yeah, how come? There was nothing human about it. It was like turning off all the natural things that come from humanity and then trying to be a shell of a person so that I'm unbreakable and unstoppable. How far was that away from being you? That, that, I think it was pretty. I think there's a part of it that will never go away because it's so baked now, you know. But I do know that, that about my mid-30s, I felt like I had this awakening that I had lost all sense of anything feminine. I didn't talk 
feminine. I didn't think feminine. I didn't allow those things in my space. And I, I had this longing. I don't even know where it came from. I had this real longing to want to return to things that just felt natural. But I was so awkward by that point. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's an important part of this thing. Right. You know, I, I've, I've been with coaches for a long time that have been through their their opportunities of their rise and their you know making their run at taking it to the top of their profession, and and so often when guys fail and it doesn't work out, you know, and, and they, they lose their footing and they, they have to back up. They'll, they'll talk about feeling so, un, you know, hollow about the experience or feeling so yeah. uncomfortable with the experience because they, they were trying, they were doing it the way they thought they should do it. And they're acting in, in, in alignment with the people that they looked up to and their mentors and all. And, and what they, in, in the, the business we're in, you get found out. You know, you, you eventually get exposed for, for what you are, who you are, because there's just too many interactions. There's too many exchanges. You just can't you can't hide. And they, they found that emptiness that you talk about because they weren't in connection with really who they were. Yeah. You know, and they, were, they weren't acting in alignment with what was really in their heart. And, and so after wanting to make it and, and succeed so badly, they worked so hard at it and then they fail. And then they knew they failed not trying the way that they wish they would have. I wish I would have just been myself, you know, and gone for it and believed him that would be good enough. And it's, you know, it's, and, I, and I would think a woman coming into the, the workplace, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that you're dealing with. Where do I fit? How am I going to do that? How are they looking at me? What do I, you know, how am I going to? So you went hardball, you know, you went tough, you went authoritarian, you went strict and, and I'm, you know, nobody's going to push me around and, you know, whatever, and whatever that, you know, yeah. I can totally see how that would happen. And, and, even when you succeed, it doesn't feel good. That's what, that's the cool part about understand. And the hardest part, though, too, there was so much agreement around it. It's like, yeah, we're going to keep Audrey on the team and kick off these other guys because sure. she's literally, like my nickname was, a force to be reckoned with. Sure. And sure. so, you know, you and, get those accolades. And, right? exactly. and strength of You that, get those yeah. accolades. You get added to these things. We know if you bring you on, you'll handle it. Even like pushing on the front, like, oh, Audrey will do it. Boom. You know, let's send the, the Audrey on them. But it was it was so fascinating to me because I had to find there was nothing that I read or anything that I had connected with that was out there. I really had to to find my own unraveling, mm -hmm. to find my own unpeeling and yeah. not the not Audrey, so the not strip down and start back. Yeah. And some of it was me actually looking into me actually looking into what are things that are feminine. It's great. But like, what are things that are feminine? And I would go, OK, I'm going to take a walk. And I'm just going to go look at flowers and nature and things. And in my mind, it was like, this doesn't produce any results. What what can, yeah, what am I getting out of this? This is yeah. dumb. And I'm like, no, you, you, you have to experience this. Mm -hmm. You have to slow down time. And as I continued to do that and the layers were coming off, it started to affect my personal life. Mm -hmm. You know, a big realization for me was... I, I had made a decision early on that... Um, Anybody can be a mother. There's nothing great about that. But not anybody can produce extraordinary results. And that was in my relationship with my son. And I didn't have the ability to just be a mom. There had to be a result. Mm -hmm. So I framed our relationship. So not listening to him in a way that was truly nurturing or not being there for him when he was in pain, even for me to say, you're, you're a boy. So come on, you know. And we revisited that relationship. We continue to have conversations to this day. That was one of the most painful things I've ever, not, not just the, 
not just my pain, but the most painful thing is to look at him and sit and look at his eyes and know, and know what I did, you know, not intentionally, but how it hurt him. And that was, that was to me, that moment of that opening that door has been ongoing and it continues to be ongoing. And it was so tremendous. But I got on the phone like about five years ago, I got on the phone and I started looking up people thanks to Facebook. But I started like, you know, looking at people that I had trained or that I had really been tough on. And I wanted to have them know and come from me that that wasn't okay for me. I didn't feel good about that. And so many people that I called were like, are you kidding me? You changed my life. I'm so sick. I've done all this. And I'm like, but you know what I'm getting? And I appreciate that. I could have done it a different way. Yeah. I could have done it a different way that left you with honored, you know? It's, it's so, it's classic for, I think everybody has to go through. You got to figure it out. You got to find your way and you, you falter, make mistakes. And hopefully you don't make mistakes that cost you your careers and all. But I I did, you know, I got fired a bunch of times. I, I did too. You know, but <laughs> but um, the, the, you have to find your way with, with what's comfortable. And when you get to your best, I think it's when it's truest to your heart. It's when you're coming right from what is authentically who you are, the person you know yourself to be. You know, and you can, no matter what happens, you can hold on to that line. That's when you have a chance to, to be consistently successful. I think, and, and, and that's a big challenge. And hopefully, the trauma of the, of the losses and the setbacks and all aren't such that they, they're devastating, and, yeah. and you can't ever, re, you know, locate yourself and find find where you can move forward, to make it and find your true self and yeah. be able to represent that is like that's life's victory you know i think and and um so i can imagine that i no, i, I can't even imagine where you started from with the mentality because you had a really clear plan you knew what you were doing you know you, <laughs> there was nobody getting in my way <laughs> yeah you were not, you know, not taking any shit yeah. now <laughs> you know you're gonna get through it and, and you found a way to do that and then you, you were fortunate enough that you had a chance to step back and, okay, is this the way I want to go? And so you've revisited and you've changed and adjusted, however. And it's it's always in process, right? Yes. You know, it's never over. So we just, it's a dynamic process that we're in. We just keep on going. But, uh, yeah, that's good. That's a good thought. Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's Sean Good here, Executive Director of Choose 180, a Seattle-based organization where our goal is to transform systems of injustice and support young people who are too often impacted by these systems. I have some exciting news for y'all. I will be hosting a new podcast series entitled Possibilities Over Problems, and we have some incredible stories to share with all of you this November. Possibilities Over Problems is the latest podcast from Amplify Voices and is leading the way in highlighting the unique perspectives and accomplishments of young personalities that aren't typically amplified in the media. Possibilities Over Problems aims to normalize the many challenges that young people encounter and amplify stories of those who have overcome these challenges to become change makers in their community, all while inspiring their fellow peers to dream out loud. Do you know an incredible young leader who's doing amazing things? Submit your story to Possibilities Over Problems for a chance to have your story featured. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to hear Possibilities Over Problems on Friday, November 19th. That's 2021. I want to I want to talk to you about humility. And, and give you a reference point because I think 
one in terms of just you know being up to something and and living a life of purpose and all of that whatever it is for anybody right and that humility is such a core component of i think uh, in my experience of you know, uh, working with it and bringing it, because clearly, like what I talked about, there was not a lot of humility, <laughs> humility in that first place. Um, but I remember a, a while back um, having, when I started making that shift, and it started to really change the people that I worked with, too, that were, you know, of senior to me or mentors to me. And I started noticing a trend of them bringing it up a lot. And one day, so this guy put me aside, and he was like, you know, you really need to go to humility college, Audrey. And I was so, I, I could, for the first time, I could hear him. That was the nature of being in that inquiry, right? I could hear what you're saying. I'm not resisting it. I can hear it. The problem I had was, how do you be humble when a woman, a person of color, who you, nobody's going to reach out and believe in you. You have to so fight for everything. You have to believe in yourself times 10. You know, there's no there. Like, how do you balance humility and believing in yourself and, and reaching for things. I've been now such a student of humility. Mm. I try to bring it in, in like a jacket that I try on all the time. Like, how would humility feel here? I would never bring it normally here. I'm going to try it on here. And I've relished in the awkwardness that has become my yeah. life, you know, because of playing inside of humility. You come from it you think from it i hear it in our conversations all the time there i've never had any experience even when you're like ah oh, that doesn't work for me or whatever i never have anything where you kind of like go go on a switch or something and all of a sudden i'm like ooh, that's a little bit aggressive there's like nothing there and and i've got a switch <laughs> yeah, it, you it you 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 know there's this thing that they say like in mastery right you like practice things or whatever but at some point it's like muscle memory you're just coming from it and i feel like that with you with humility you're not wearing it like, oh, I'm so humble. Look at me. I have, a, you know, it, it's just from you now. I'm so, I'm so interested. And I kind of think it's funny, but like you can have these books like 10 Plays the Power and all this kind of stuff. I feel like if somebody came out with a book and was like, humility, like, I don't think it would be a bestseller, would it? I mean, does anybody even want to know this? But I have come to experience there is so much depth and profoundness and actual real power that comes from that surrendering space of humility. I, how did you come upon that? Where did that start from? Why is it important to you? I don't know. Remember, we, we've inter interviewed uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and, and he spoke uh, directly about what it feels like to be in this position that he's in, to have so much to offer the world, but yet to feel so humbly positioned that he doesn't, he's gone beyond needing the feedback to, to feed the ego or the feed whatever that monster is that, that calls on us to bypass humility, you know, and, and, and ask for more and need to be fed constantly. Um, there, there's a there's a satisfaction that comes from understanding that I don't need that. I don't want that. I don't I don't want that to be part of the equation so that I'm, I'm not um, you know, not trying to draw your energy away from you and make you lesser than to fill me up kind of thing. Um, the old Celestine Prophecy book talked about all that kind of stuff, mm. you know, about you know, using other people's energies and stuff. And uh, so um, I, I think, you know, I, I, I think it's just part of um, being comfortable with where you are and, and, and being comfortable with being um, recognized. I was taught a long time ago that 
great general uh, had, had uh, made the statement that it's okay to be admired. You know, it's all right. It's don't 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 let it move you where it should, doesn't need to move you. Allow the people that you deal with to admire you if they do. And that there's there's a humility in that that is maybe kind of complex to understand, but give the person the moment that they have and they're happy to see you excited to be in your you know in, in, around you or whatever understand that how important that is and it, it kind of keeps me grounded in the fact that you know wherever you go whatever you do you know coach this coach that whatever it, it doesn't really matter you know i mean it doesn't matter in, in, in those kinds of exchanges except for when you have a chance to give that experience to the person that you're meeting the the fun feeling to, to meet you, you know? And so I, I think that that, carry, that thought carries over in a lot of different diff, different areas of, of uh, a humble mentality. And uh, so um, I can see, I can see that there's a struggle there, you know, cause we, we want so much and we want to be received and regarded so highly. And, and what are the indicator, indicators of that? I think, you know, if we keep doing things for the right reasons, um, and we don't spiritually get connected, do things for materialistic reasons, and then so I get something back from it. I think you can find a, a, an even kind of ground to walk on, and, and things don't knock you way in any, any direction. You know, you can kind of stay in the middle of it and, and stay on track. And I think that's what you would witness in, in some of this. What I thought we witnessed when we talked to uh, to Neil. You know, yeah. you could just feel him. He did not need. He knows he's okay. He, he, he's all right. So let me give everything I can to every exchange that I have the opportunity to give it to and be everything I can possibly be for the person I'm dealing with. That's, that's what makes sense to me. And so that to do that, you can't be stepping back and patting yourself on the back and looking yeah. for whatever, you know, for, to, to be fed by, but you know, what connection do you think being of service and humility have to one another? Yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, it's, you know, Jesus washed washed the feet, you know, and then and he it was he was willing to do that for somebody, and that that makes sense to me that you you give of yourself in the you know in the most obvious of situations where people would never understand why you would do that. You do because because you love and because you care so much and you want to give to that person in any way that you can. That's the way you show service, and that's the way you show that understanding. You know, servant service leadership is really powerful, and and uh, it, it I think it takes a little longer maybe for the for the effect of it, but um, it's really powerful. And and when you have a, a long enough continuum to really prove that you're real and, and you mean it, and and people can count on you, and you've established that that's um, there's there's a real position of, of value there, and it's worth it's worth fighting for. Yeah, I remember this time where I was going through a training organization, and part of the the training was to bring in the elements of being of service in, in your development. And so we had to de dedicate a long period of time where we were like, you know, organizing chairs, cleaning things. And when it was very wax on, wax off, you're not getting to do all the cool stuff. You're doing all the stuff that's like Basic. grunt work, right? The basics. Yes, basic sounds much better than grunt work. Okay. <laughs> See, I didn't learn. <laughs> but, um, but I remember one day this woman came in, she's like tiny little petite woman, and she was serving water to some of the leaders 
to the coaches. And um, so she was going around and she got, it would get lunch and we'd be like, okay, you need to do this and go pick up that and whatever. Like what you would think is the, in a rung, if that were the case, the lowest opportunity you can have in, in the thing. And she was there for three days, uh, over the course of three days. And every single one of us was like, there's something about this woman. Like, you know, she's like serving water and whatever, but there's something about her. We found out that at the end of it, she ran like six, she was the head of like six international banks. Wow. This is like one of the most powerful women in the world at that time. And she was serving water. And she said it was one of the greatest experiences she'd ever had. Mm. And that, that was like in my early 20s. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I, never for, I never forgot her face. I never forgot what it felt like to be in her presence. And I was still in that mode of like, got to have more. got to be more successful. That's going to be something. And I watched something that I couldn't explain and I had never seen. I never saw that in a movie. Mm. I never was told that that was something that was like going to blow my mind. It was extraordinary. And there was I'm so glad I got to experience that in my 20s because it was something about it, like pulling at my coat as I was going along and being more and more aggressive going. You're you a till of the hunt over here. <laughs> <It's> and <laughs> Mother Teresa over yeah, here. And I was like, remember that moment that blew you away? What about that? I feel like that in that what you're talking about, what I've seen with you, there's like that element in it and that I could handpick experiences I've had in my life that are beyond articulation they actually escape language to me yeah you know one of the things that, that um i'd like to ask you about is you know it's it's real important to me um to to try to see people you know see who they are where they are where they're coming from and uh and, and understand kind of you know their pain and and, and all of that to see the uniqueness um and to me it's a real pursuit to uncover the uniqueness and the special qualities that somebody gives. And, and to, to do that, I think you have to really listen and you have to watch and be a really, you know, successful observer. You know, you gotta do a good job of observing. And, uh, that, that is, that's humility and training. Mm. You know, I think that's a, it's a process. It's it, to do that on a regular basis and consistently work at it and really be meaningfully listening and hearing, um, is, is humbling yourself to stay out of whatever your brain would take you to or wherever the next thing or looking at your phone or whatever it could be, you know, um, it, it's part of the practice of it. And I, I think it is a practice that's in a skill that you can develop. Um, that I, I think there's great value in that, you know, particularly when you're involved with a lot of people and you're in a kind of a leadership situation so that you can emulate for the, those around you, you know, you, but it, it, it takes a discipline, yeah. you know, and then there's something to it. And, uh, the practice is worth it. Before I break down the lesson, you can also find the transcript to this podcast on our website, www.amplifyvoices.io. Okay, there's three key things that I really got in terms of leadership insights from Pete Carroll, and then one exercise, which I invite you to try on. Okay, one, be true to yourself as a leader. Give all you have and do not expect to get it back. This is about your freedom and self-expression. A big pitfall that we have in the cycle of leadership and people betraying us is that each time it happens, we don't give everything anymore. We give a little bit of less and we reserve and we a little bit less and we reserve and a little bit less. And what happens is you become constrained. And there's no real power and effectiveness and success in that. 
So that was a great lesson. Be true to yourself as a leader. Number two, be of service to others. Your skills are a resource. The more you share them, the more they bring you fulfillment and opportunity. So look at what you have as a way to be of service to people instead of trying to get something from them or getting people to do something. And number three, be vulnerable as a leader. In order to be vulnerable, you need to confront the areas of leadership where you feel afraid or where you don't feel free to be vulnerable. And a lot of leaders feel like they have to act like they have it all together and only show their strengths in order to be respected by the team. But it's just the opposite. And that's what I love about Pete Carroll. He's 100% vulnerable as a means to really bring that out in other people because he really believes that that source of vulnerability is real power to create, to take action, and make the magical kind of things happen. Okay, lastly, I just want to go over a quick exercise that you can do. You don't even need to write this down. You can just kind of think it out loud. But it's a discovery exercise. Ask yourself where your leadership style comes from. It's a real powerful thing to know something in terms of like, oh, that's my leadership style. That's what I'm good at. But it's even more powerful if you know where it came from because it gives you the ability to create even more things. So as an example, I talked about having an aggressive leadership style. So I asked myself, where did that come from? And most immediately, oh, well, those are the kind of movies that I watched and, 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 and the kind of things I got attracted to. And before that, it was uh, the people that developed me, the first kind of jobs that I had, the way people were with me. And then before that, it was a specific teacher that I had. But when I went all the way back, I remember a moment when I was little and someone said to me, you cannot be that sensitive, Audrey. You're going to have to get a stronger backbone. And I remember it was in that moment I made a decision that I was going to be this really, really strong person that just never showed any sensitivity. And while that did give me some skills, it also limited my experience of being fulfilled, which I shared with you. So this is a great exercise to just take on to discover where did you put your leadership style together? Okay, please feel free to share with me on social media what you discovered out of this lesson. I'd love to hear from you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.